Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcast listeners. Late again, it seems 11 is the new 10. Today, I wanted to just share with you, uh, you probably know if you've been listening, that I'm running a, another live webinar this week, tomorrow, in fact, uh, all around how to rewrite the rules of menopause. And for some time, in fact, ever since I launched the Mental Wealth Factory, I've called myself a social enterprise. And, you know, with you, you don't have to do anything specific other than have good intentions, frankly. And, you know, I wanted to make sure that I did my best as an organisation, even when it's only me and somebody else, to contribute in whatever ways I can to my community to cut down on waste, to recycle where I can, to have fair working practices, to just basically act like a human being in whatever way I can as as myself and as myself in a business. Why would that be different? But I've also wanted to add something kind of active into the business, which meant I was regularly playing a part to contribute to people that are just great at contributing because that's not my my core skill set otherwise I'd just set up a charity and do that but there's too many charities there's people out there that do great work and it struck me that the opportunity is perfect right now because so many people are in crisis it's interesting that my program which is about menopause it's not about anything else uh is called crisis to freedom so it seems very apt that in this current covid crisis when so many people are being launched into poverty and hardship in the most extraordinary way that i suspect not that i lived through it i'm old but not that old will probably be not dissimilar to what was experienced in the 1930s or the 1920s, depending which side of the Atlantic you're in. Um, desperate hardship, people struggling with, with, frankly, almost destitution. And it's shocking and it's heartrending. And we can complain about the government all we like, but frankly, I think we, we just have to do our bit, whatever our bit is, whether it's volunteering time or money. And I thought, well, hang on a minute. If I've been fortunate enough to begin to create a business which can survive despite COVID, touch wood, she says, as long as I don't get it and I can't, you know, I'm hospitalised and I can't actually work. But while I can work, while I'm fit and well, this is a business I can run from my home, sitting in my little office in the comfort uh, and sanctity of yeah, as my of my home, and I can serve people that way, and I can make a living that way. So I'm very fortunate. 
But there are other people who eventually, eventually may find a way to reskill or pivot their business as a as it's called or find a job in a different area but that won't happen for everyone and for those that it does happen for it it can't it's not necessarily instant it could take time and effort and money that you don't have and time that you don't have so i did a little search i thought okay i want to support an organization that fulfills that particular need within COVID-19 of people that are just falling between the gaps. And I came across, and I'm sure it's not the first time, I came across the Trussell Trust, not easy to say, the Trussell Trust, who pretty much, and I'm, I hope I'm not doing them a disservice when I say this, but they pretty much run food banks. And we all realise how vital food banks have become, sadly, to the functioning of our society and as i say god bless them and on all the people that contribute to food banks as well you know i've done so myself and that is a vital part because if we don't buy additional stuff and put it in the donation boxes at the end of the supermarket aisles then they well they can they can get stuff because the supermarkets get into partnership with them and they give them things but we can all give However, I thought, right, I can do my part by donating 5% of my sales, my online sales, to the Trussell Trust. They don't know this yet. Well, they kind of do because I sent them an email, but whether they've someone's opened it and digested it, done anything with it, it doesn't really matter because I don't want to delay what I'm going to do until you know, they've got the resources to respond and have a conversation and a chewing and a throwing and a blah, blah, blah. I don't need to do that. So what I'm going to do tomorrow as part of the webinar is offer 5% of the sales of that online program to the Trussell Trust. And unless I can see any other good reason not to, unless something else that, that seems more valuable comes up and I, I can't see this i like simplicity i love charities that have simplicity underpinning what they do because that means there's less money and resources and politics tied up with what they do it seems to me that they do something quite simple they have volunteers they gather food together they distribute it simple I'm sure they'll tell me there's way more complexity, but as models go, charitable models go, it's quite simple. There's not a complex exchange of money between organizations and you know, trustees confusing the issue and, and they, you know, part of their fundraising, of course, is about money, but part of it is about just stuff they can give to people. So that's my view. If you've not heard of Trust or Trust, um, I'm, put the I know I always forget and I do it a bit late but I will put the details in the text of this episode so you can take a look at what they do and maybe you want to contribute too but if you're thinking about um, joining me in one of my online programs then you can be assured that some of your purchase price will be going to the Trussell Trust and I've often 
struggled in life, in my entire life, with with how I feel about charitable giving because there's always a, a for me, some people it's really straightforward, just give to charity. Why would you not do that? But for me, there's always been um, the horns of a dilemma that sometimes when we give to charities, we uh, we allow authorities who, you know, our governments to divest themselves of respons- certain responsibilities that should be arguably theirs to maintain society, to ensure people don't go hungry, that they get education, that they don't get abused, um, that they get the right high quality medical treatment you know those kinds of things we kind of think we've woven into our society over the decades of the last century but it seems they they've been eroded massively and whatever you think politically so so sometimes i think no because it lets politicians off the hook if you if you contributing oh i'm probably i'm opening up a little hornet's nest here but there's an argument behind that that if we keep feeding charities it does like that our politicians can just go oh well we don't need to worry about that too much because there's cancer uk or there's shelter or there's you know they can pay lip service to it but actually it's private charitable organizations and people's goodwill that are holding the damn fabric of our society together but on the other side, you know, volunteering is is something that is very good for a lot of people's mental health. It it gives people who perhaps don't have much social interaction in their life an opportunity. It gives an opportunity to feel that you're you're contributing more than just you know showing up in an office for however many hours a week, churning out something you really have no passion for at all, and wondering why you're doing it. And there's that side of it. And then there's the actual work that they do and good charities. And that's the other thing. They've had a lot of bad publicity. There have been some and there are some badly run charities. I'm sorry, but there are some really badly run charities that don't necessarily perform according to the core of the essence of what they were set up for. You know, when they were first established, all of that passion and and heart was there and good intention. And also, sometimes there's a lot of overlapping, there's too many charities, and they compete with one another instead of collaborating. And that's not good either, in my view. And I have worked in the charitable sector. So I do talk with a little bit of authority in terms of how they they are not necessarily good at working together. And I think, you know, if anyone should know, should appreciate the value of just pitch in, let's, let's all recognise we're in this together, we want a better society, let's work together, then in my view, it should be charities. Anyway, that's all my personal opinion out of the way. I've just decided that the trust for trust, I'm sure everyone has flaws. And there may be people working there going, Oh, yeah, but you don't know about this, but it doesn't matter, they are running food banks. And that seems to be the one thing, the one place almost, that stitches together a community that maybe people who don't engage in any other way with any other part of a community may well engage through a food bank, sadly. So there's a social element there. Anyway, I want to be able to make a contribution. And I think it's kind of beholden on us who who can still 
create some income for ourselves to not just build a nest egg for ourselves that's really important for our own future security because who the hell knows what happens next but to help out those who are struggling right now and will be struggling tomorrow and next week and the week after so there you go that's what i'm planning as part of my own business and that's what i've always wanted but i've not until now found the right opportunity that provides a consistent level of income i can just consistently say okay when you buy this five percent goes to that and and finding a charity just feels just right now it is uk based so anyone that's coming from overseas may not feel the benefit of that but it feels like the majority of my audience of people on my programs are in the UK so and that's where I live and I believe in a global improvement you know if that were possible I you know I love to be utopian and think we could just make life easier for everybody but I also live <clears throat> in the real world and we just do the best we can with what we've got so that's my version of doing the best I can in my business which is a social enterprise and now I feel this gives some weight to that because there will be an open contribution and that will be part of the structure and format and framework of my business the mental wealth factory moving forwards so i know this uh, revelation isn't always about my business it's about all kinds of stuff as you know but i wanted to share that because it may be that it inspires you to do something that is important to you that you feel is important to your community, that you could do in your business, that you could do for yourself, or whatever. Uh, or maybe you'll just check out the Trust for Trust and see what you think of them. And maybe it just reminds you of, oh, goodness, I haven't put anything in that basket at the end of the aisle for ages. And maybe there's, you know, a 30p tin of beans you could put in, which most of us could do, especially for working. Right. Um, that's it. Episode over. Again, apologies for being late. It will be late again tomorrow possibly even later mm, well maybe maybe i'll find time to pre-record and it'll be on time but if i do it live as i'm doing now it'll be late because it the timing of my podcast overlaps with the timing of a live webinar so clearly i cannot be live in two places at the same time no i can't right so um have a great rest of day if you found this interesting helpful as ever, please share on any social media channels you use regularly uh, or pop over to The Mental Wealth Factory on Facebook. That's our Facebook page. Uh, I have a couple of groups that are connected to The Mental Wealth Factory that I haven't invested a lot of time in. But if you want to get engaged, it's got some membership that's growing. One is Midlife Reinvention. One is The Mental Fitness Network. Um, you know, jump in and maybe connect with some people there who clearly feel the need to be connected because otherwise they wouldn't have joined the group and that's it for that for now have a brilliant rest of day and i'll speak to you tomorrow take care bye